Salutations Ooh. and welcome oh, to the <laughs> and welcome to the 46th episode of the In the House podcast, the official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd. Are you going to tired of saying official that many times? No, I don't, because no. I'm just pleased that everybody's so official. I like you too. Uh, I will. Uh, I am your host, Evan Floyd. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here tonight. I'm gonna get the. Uh, I'm gonna get the disclaimer out of the way as quick as possible. Do so it. I'll Let's just go. say that I, I am now. How, how much you have like compacted? I, I've gotten it down. I am now an employee of Louisville City Football Club, and my opinions do not necessarily. <laughs> my opinions do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the club. This show is the product of my fanhood and not my employment. So do not hold Louisville City accountable for anything that I have to say tonight. That's it. I'm telling you, man, you've got to get it down to just me work Louisville City. Opinions, you just want me to get away with verbs? Louisville City. Zero yeah, verbs. Just get out of it. That's just fair. Like, just... All right. But we've got a huge show tonight. We're three days away from the beginning of the season, less than three days oh, away from the God. opening game now, <laughs> which is exciting. And um, we talked, my partner, who I'll bring on in just a second, we talked about what our options should be to have for our preview show for the upcoming season. Yeah. We said, I, I personally, because of my now employment situation, I have a better uh, access to some of the uh, the people at Louisville City who would be awesome to have on the show. It, it does. Helps this show at all. <laughs> and uh, we talked about who we should have on the show. Last year we had uh, Paco and yeah. George Davis and uh, Pat McMahon on, both of the, all of them more than once mm -hmm. and I thought maybe we should have one of our repeat guests we talked maybe about having Alexi Swahi on who we loved having on for our first ever player yeah. interview and that was awesome but then we realized if we're going to do a preview show <laughs> yeah. let's have the head honcho the yeah. man who can tell us the most about the what we should himself. expect for this season and I, I tricked him into coming onto the show <laughs> with us tonight He's so very upset with to, inter <laughs> to interview this specific guest i'm gonna need a co-conspirator and i can think of no co-conspirator better than my partner let me now welcome him in. He is coming to you live tonight from the creepy basement of a model train enthusiast, my partner, Andy Frederick. Andy, welcome back. Are you ready? Yeah, man. You got two I'm and a half days man. until season one, they, or game one of season five. You, they are uh, crawling by. They are dragging. They are crawling by. Well, Let's let's cut most of the chit chat as much yeah, as humanly possible. Except I have one question before we bring on our guest. Okay. Have you picked out your game day uniform yet for this year? You have mixed and matched throughout the years. Yeah. What I mean, What I, are you wearing I, for I game had, one? Well, toward the end of the season, I had like a, a basic what I felt comfortable in, and going into the playoffs. Once we started winning, I was like, I can't change. No. Anything that I'm wearing, like, so I didn't wash or change any of the clothes that I wore. All playoffs. I didn't shave my beard. I was like, "This, I can't." You don't mess with the juju. With success, you can't, you can't do it. You can't do it. So you're going back to that for the start of the season, or are you going to hold that off I'm in reserve? Hold that off. I'm going to hold that off. I'm going to see uh, if I can get my hands on. I really like the new kits. Yeah, a whole lot. Some of them uh, are great. And, and some of them are great. Some of them are great. Yeah. That's that's where I'm going with this. Opinions. They not vary. A city. Yeah. <laughs> they vary. But I mean, that's that's anybody. I'm gonna see how I'm gonna. I'm gonna you get in silver, white, silver, white, or purple? Purple. Okay. See, and I like the purple. I'm getting the white away kit. I love it. 
Screw all this. There you go. Yeah, just, yeah. We have a guest tonight. Let's bring him in. He's been sitting here patiently while we jibber-jabber about dumb stuff. The head coach of Louisville City Football Club oh, has man. joined us, and we couldn't be more excited. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Hackworth. <laughs> coach, welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Do, you... <laughs> Do you ever introduce yourself as, as the hack? No. <laughs> the hack. I don't interrupt conversations like that like hacking i usually like, try to tell my staff hey i'm the hack there it is there it is well as now a part of your staff uh i am really excited that you are yeah, how uh, the hell did that happen i i sent i sent a lot of creepy emails Jeez, i thought i had some say in this club all of a sudden evan gets hired full-time while i'm away yeah we, they leave. waited until you were out of the uh, out of the state brad alone and brad finally was like god Yes, jeez. I've hated. For it. I hate to say I have incriminating pictures of Brad from the championship night. <laughs> I, get and, uh, it. I get it. I've been holding him in I reserve. Uh, Coach, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, you are, like we say, two and a half days away from the start of the regular season. Is this the most exciting part of the year for you, or is this just like, hey, let's get rolling? Yeah, I mean, it's a nervous part of the year in some ways. It's an exciting part of the year because you're ready to go. Um, but, you know, the most exciting part for me is coming off the offseason and getting back with the team, especially when we haven't we've been away from each other for so long. You work so much in the offseason to try to bring the guys that you want back into that locker room. So personally for me, it was is the start of preseason was pretty exciting. And, and now I'm just ready to get going for real. It's a whole nother chapter. You know, everything we've done for the last six weeks is, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, our preparation matters, but what happens on Saturday is the, the thing that, you know, we're focused on and what matters to all our fans and our club. Now, you've got a great group of dudes in your locker room who uh, almost upwards of 20 of them are now coming off of a championship season. How much do you have to get in there and say, hey, listen, that was last year. We don't give a crap about that anymore. And how much of it are those guys ready and saying, we know that this is this is a new year? Yeah, I mean, I said it, but I don't think I need, really needed to, to be right, fair. Yeah. Like, they get it. Um, you know, they, they are back in that locker room because they understand exactly what being a loose City player means. And and they taught me that as much as, you know, I, I, since I've been involved. Um, so it, it's nice to have that. It really is. Um, it's pretty cool. It, it doesn't happen very often when you have players that have that mentality, that objective. Um, that understanding of a situation. So uh, I hope that bodes us well. It certainly makes it an enjoyable uh, time to be around them. You can't have a much better start to a tenure as a coach than being in place for three or four months and winning a championship. Do you feel like you've set the bar too high? Yes. <laughs> Way too high. So, I, I, no pressure. There was no intention to really... No. You, you, uh, yeah, I wouldn't take it any other way. Sure. But, um, right. The bar was set high before I got here, um, you know, and it had nothing to do with me. It had more to do with the club, the aspirations of the ownership group, what James O'Connor and this group of players uh, have done previously. And now there's a standard here that is, you know, we all expect to win. Um, we all expect to, to be in the Eastern Conference Final in the USL Cup, and that's just the way it is. That's a wonderful problem to have. Mm. It's, a, it's an awesome responsibility but why wouldn't you want anything less right how long do you celebrate a championship before you say all right that was great 
let's get ready for 2019. It was before my hangover wore off last year. <laughs> uh, so seven know. or eight days. <laughs> I, I wish I could say. Uh, no, it was. It it like in this game, you just have to get on with it. So yeah. it's it's great, and you really relive the that moment different times with different people, and mm -hmm. it's always nice to think about. But the reality is, you know, the, what happened is history. And we have a job to do, and if we don't look at it that way, then you know we're taking our eye off what is important for the future, um, which is trying to do our job and bring back the, the players that, that are going to hopefully get us that success again. And we brought a whole heap of players back from a very successful season last year. You have in the preseason mostly been running out and a starting 11 that was all with the club last year and with the exception of Alexi Swahi had all been here for two plus years. Yep. Uh, that is unbelievable consistency for a USL soccer team. Uh, what, boring. <laughs> but, uh, we, would not, we would not call that boring. <laughs> now, talking about offseason, you bring in several new faces. Uh, retain some faces that we maybe didn't get to see a ton of last year that maybe will have expanded roles for the upcoming season. And you lose a few people. Um, was there anybody in specific that you had targeted in the offseason? Like, this is a guy, and I'm not asking for names, but were there players that you thought, we're really going to try to bring this person in and they got away? Or were there people that uh, you had thought, maybe we won't need to keep this guy, and then situations dictated, yeah, they'll still be a fit. It's really interesting. That's way more than I can answer. In, <laughs> well, in, of course. Because they're all individual, but I'll give you a couple examples. Like, uh, I really didn't think Paco Craig was coming back. No, I don't think anyone did. And, um, I, you know, I. but you, you still have hope. Sure. And so right. Paco and I literally had dinner the night after the championship. Um, and we celebrated a little bit, but mostly we talked about the future and the possibility of whether he would be coming back here. And, you know, he loves this place and he, he understands it, um, you know, as much as anybody mm -hmm. does. But he really had aspirations of, of playing at a higher level. And honestly, I think he deserves it. Agreed. Um, right. But sometimes those things just don't work out, you know. Uh, so we went through this and, and the process of, you know, Paco looking for another opportunity and, and us just leaving the door open. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, you know, we had our, our number one target as a uh, central defender and defender in general was Taylor Pay. How'd and that work out? That worked out pretty good. <laughs> um, uh, and that was with the idea that maybe Paco's not coming back. So, like, I'm just giving you an example sure. of, of some of the planning that we were doing. Um, you know, and when I say we, you know, Scott Budnick, Danny Cruz, Danny does most of our, our scouting and, and was really um, the key guy when we're talking about Taylor because he'd worked with Taylor before. Right. And we, we had that before the season was ever over, you know, mm -hmm. and you have, to, you have to plan some of these things out. Uh, and some other acquisitions, uh, like bringing Lucky here, um, that was in the cards, uh, I would say, for, for a long time. Yeah. And, and knowing that potentially... You know, at some point we knew we weren't going to get Cam back. So you have to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, so we, had, I mean, people, I think a lot of people had kind of assumed that Cam was going to move up. Were you surprised that he went to Nashville? Which, as it is, is a lateral move. Well, it's up in terms of he gets an MLS right. contract. Right. Um, it's, for this year, it's not the, 
you know, the league that is mm -hmm. moving up, obviously. But for him, in terms of salary and the guarantees, I mean, he signed an MLS contract, mm -hmm. and that there's a big difference there. Right. Um, you know, it, it, I think it speaks volumes to the fact that our league is not that much different. You know, I'm not going to no. try to say it's no, that no, MLS scattered, but there is a lot of good players. Look, there's a lot of good players that are in our club that I think could play in the MLS easily. Uh, Cam is a guy that, you know, deserved that opportunity and, uh, you know, took what was best for him, uh, I think, in his future. And I think you're going to see yeah. that long term. Right. When we... When we By the way, had I can't to stand that I have to face him this year twice. <laughs> you know, it's just driving me crazy. See, I'm figuring, I'm figuring that Paco and Alexi have got a complete plan for how to shut him down. Oh, that he I'm never sure scored in do. practice all year. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But I wonder how know. much Paco and Alexi are wanting to see him, though. You know, like I don't know. I mean, the guy's so good at what he does. It's true. Um, yeah, that's very true. And he's so tricky about it. But he's anyway, not a record holder he's a, for no he's reason. He's the enemy now. So sure. Yeah. yeah we can. Exactly. Speaking of, speaking of enemies, when we talked to Niall, he kind of got it. He expressed to us that he was surprised that Ilya left. Yeah, that was, was that was a tough one. Really, yeah. really hard for us to take. I think both. Look, Niall probably is the person that can express it the the most. Mm. Um, the relationship that those guys had was so strong. So when you lose a player like that, and it's, you know, uh, that's tough. It really is. So, yeah. um, well, he'd been a firmament, firmament in this club since the beginning of uh, the since the beginning of the team, and now Nile is down to being the only player left from the beginning of the club, and that's that's got to be a adjustment for him, sort of seeing it whittled down. He was, but he lost a year in the middle when he went back to ah, Denmark. So it doesn't count. Well, he's just not been here the entire right, time. Right. So while everybody will, of course, consider Magnus one of the originals, yeah. he's not had the same level of experience with the club that uh, now Nile being the only one who's been here for every season. Yep. Uh, Greg, last question about teams and players from last year. Uh, Greg and Kyle obviously move on to Orlando City. Everybody's very excited for them to be playing in MLS. Obviously a reunion with Coach O'Connor. Um, Greg had signed with the club and then uh, was uh, signed by Orlando City after signing with the club. This is the second time that's happened. It also happened with Mark Anthony Kay last year. Uh, is, it, is it unusual in, in USL soccer for players to sign and then be sort of sold? It seems like in American soccer it's less common than it is in other parts of the world. It is less common, Evan, but we have to get to a place where we do business like the rest of the world. Yeah. And so that was our goal uh, with Greg. And, and Greg and I, you know, I, look, when I came in and I'm trying to sign these guys, you know, my, my pitch to them was, look, it's not like I'm not going to try to get what you're worth, right? Yeah, right. Um, the club has developed, you know, you and given you an opportunity to become a better pro and therefore have these opportunities to go on to another level. That's worth something. Absolutely. Um, at the same time, I wasn't going to try to hold hostage a guy like Greg, who had given everything to the club, won two consecutive championships, and now has an opportunity to go to the MLS. So, you know, we got a little something out of it. You know, not enough to really, um, you know, I don't want to discuss sure. the transactions, right. but you know, it was it was worth something, mm -hmm. and more importantly, it was worth the fact that Greg knows that, and so does everybody else in that locker room. You know, that if if higher level comes calling we're going to treat gonna you do, fairly we're going to treat you right you yeah, know we're right. going to do what's right by you and not put our own self-interest in the way of that look you bring up 
Kyle and Greg, and I just want to point out that in on the game in Orlando, starting opening season uh, versus New York City, there's literally three ex-Louisville City players yeah. in that starting uh, you know, 22 that were on the field. Yep. You know, Jonathan Lewis was out there, um, James Sands is out there, Kyle gets to start, and Greg, in my humble opinion, should have started for Orlando. I, I know Brian Rowe, um, I coached him previously, I would put Greg as a starter. Maybe that happens later on, but I mean, that, that says something about the quality that we have, the quality of players and, and the, the way we play. Um, that you know potentially you had four guys that mm. are starting you know or three started and, and Greg was on the bench um, I don't think many clubs in the USL can make that claim very often nope. agreed and Mark Anthony K getting the start yeah. with uh, Los Angeles and uh, then obviously Cam having signed an MLS deal with Nashville it's a proud tradition that uh, Lou City is building and uh, you can tell that uh, those players are proud of where they came from too. They've all referenced Louisville City in uh, their interviews and talking about their experience. And that's that's what you really want to see if we're going to be a second division team in this country, that you want to continue to be extremely successful on the field and then be able to have your players matriculate all over the world and have success. And I, I, it makes me super proud every time I watch them play. And I don't know what I'll do if Orlando and uh, Los Angeles have to play this year. But, I mean, until then, I'm rooting for those teams because uh, I'm a Louisville City fan wherever they go. The same way that I root for ex-Louisville City players when they're not playing Louisville City in the USL. So it's it's a strange reality for a soccer fan. And I think it's something that we're that international soccer fans sort of get used to over the years. I know plenty of guys who are Ronaldo fans. So that means that they were Man U fans, and now I've been a minute that they were Real Madrid fans, and now it means they're Juve fans, and there's just no rhyme to it other than that they rooted for that player. Yeah. Uh, but some of those guys still support Man U just because he was there originally. Anyway, forget about last year. Forget about the players not playing in our league. Let's talk about our team. Let's talk about Louisville City and 2019. You are playing in your first game two days from now on the road. We got two road games to start the season. Now, both of them are going south, which is probably an okay reality when we've been dealing with 15-degree temperatures here. But beyond that, how do you feel about starting your season on the road as opposed to starting your season at home? Obviously, I would love to start it at home. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, that's not up to us. So we can only control what we can. And in this case, we knew that we were going to have to be on the road um, for at least the first two weeks. So we, we planned as best we can possibly plan to, to be prepared for everything that, you know, uh, that situation alone is going to throw at us. What we can't plan for is the fact that North Carolina is a little bit of an unknown. Um, Dave yeah. Sarakin is a, a new coach, and he's a guy that I've worked with for a long time. You know, I was working with him previous to coming to, to Lou City. So um, that part I know. I know what his philosophy is. I know what he's asking his players to do. Um, I know some of their players pretty well, but I don't, you know, we haven't seen a lot of film on them. We haven't been able to, to really scout them. And when we, you know, see them and the, the whistle blows on Saturday, we're going to get a lot of information off of fast. And we're going to have to do a great job mm -hmm. of trying to digest that and make decisions off of that uh, immediately. Uh, and that's going to be a big challenge for all of us. And when you talk about distilling that information, sort of receiving and uh, being able to break it down, 
How confident are you in your uh, assistant coaching staff, Danny Cruz and Scott Budnick and Andrew DeLalo, to help you make those reads, make those understandings, and be able to put that into play on the field? Those guys are wonderful. Um, you know, I wouldn't have hired them if they weren't better than me at, at certain <laughs> parts of uh, what, what the job requires. Um, Danny especially does a wonderful job trying to, to scout and break down our opponents. Um, puts a ton of time and effort into it and you know does a wonderful job so uh, I think we're going to be as prepared as possible and then you know we also went through every kind of scenario we could think of uh, to try to get our players uh, in a mindset that they just had to deal with uh, a lot of different situations throughout the year but specifically on this first Saturday we knew from the very minute we got together for preseason this was going to be an interesting uh, interesting game. And you talked about how you have worked with and known Dave Sarakin for a long time. But that same that same thing works vice versa, where he knows yeah. you and will know uh, what your tendencies and what you're hoping to do out on the field with your players is. Uh, so let's right. talk about... I just about didn't disagree with him when, <laughs> as much because he was the boss. Uh, I was so. going to say, let's, let's go ahead and assume... <laughs> That, uh, I that kept a little bit in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's just through the trees thinking. That's, yeah. uh, obviously, you both had a lot of experience working with uh, Team USA for the last several years. And in that time period, what do you think we should expect from a Dave Sarakin-led team coming into this up- upcoming game? I think they're going to look a lot like us in terms of their style of play. Um, Dave's a coach that um, has some fundamental principles that you know look I've based a lot of what I believe the game and how it should be played off uh, the same things he does and, and he's taught me a lot of those so um, I think you're gonna see a team that's aggressive that wants to play forward um, that is super organized you know he's gonna give players the freedom to make plays and he has some really talented players on that roster so it'll be interesting um, you know I think each of us will probably try to think of, of tactics that we can unbalance each other a little bit um, but it's going to be up to the players on the day because it's two teams that are talented and I think it's going to come down to, to somebody making a play um, unfortunately I, I have total faith in our guys because that's what we're uh, the best in the league at well and that's one of the this is one of those situations where because so many of the teams in the USL have so much turnover whether it's coaches or players or front office or heck new teams coming into existence it's tough to have a read on teams, especially going into week one. We'll, we'll worry about our formation of opinions about those teams coming into week five. Coming into the year, though, is there a team outside of Lou City that you look at and you go, that team's going to be really good this year? Yeah, Indy, I think, is going to be excellent. Uh, Nashville, I think, is going to be really good. Uh, Tampa, uh, you know, loaded up on some some players that seems like they always do yeah um you know i would think that you're going to have the normal perennial powers you, you got to think about pittsburgh and charleston new york um bethlehem steel you know now you got st louis coming into our conference and sporting kc i mean all of a sudden we have a really heavy eastern conference with the teams that have traditionally done a really good job so it's not this is not going to be easy but it's never easy right um you know we're just going to be challenged you know in a big way to to maintain the level that we have been playing at uh since he's started this club before we dive into what you think of your team going into this year 
Let's take a step back and first say that we are at Fall City Tap Room tonight. We're enjoying some delicious uh, beers, some delicious beverages, and uh, great night, great place. You had your uh, press conference for the uh, U of L game here a couple of, just a week ago. Uh, we're going to be out here for a couple more events throughout the course of the season. It's a real partner with Louisville City FC, and it's a great place to be for a oh, beer. Yeah. What? other places in Louisville have you been particularly enjoying? You've had a little more time here than the last time we spoke. Is there a restaurant, a bar, somewhere that you go, I can get away from those players and be here and have my time and my food? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have this go-to. Whoa, uh, Jenga. Jenga. Um, I, I have a go-to in, in Butchertown and Nulu and up Frankfurt Ave that, you know, it's just a matter of picking and choosing and look Danny and, and Andrew and I end up frequenting a lot of these places yeah. and just kind of uh, going back but like we Brad was joking with us the other day we, we pick it between the grind you know we're picking <laughs> between uh, foe um, Ooh. feast yeah, yeah. You know? feast um, is amazing um, yeah, I'm blanking on some of them but you know we, we keep going round and round um and, and hitting up the same spots on a pretty much a, uh, a weekly basis. And have you, uh, my understanding is that the family doesn't really fully arrive for another couple of months, is that? That's true. So you live I in should, the batch. I should mention like North End Cafe, we're, there we're you there go. all there the you time. Go. Yeah. Great um, choice. Uh, Cozy it up to that bar quite a few times. Good. And some good tasty bourbon. sandwiches yeah. too, so. Um, have you thought about any more about what part of town that maybe uh, the family will uh, will will congregate in? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of biased to this area. It's yeah. it's convenient for me. I love the, the bars and restaurants around here. I love the choices that you have uh, to just get outside. I love the, the waterfront and uh, Four Bridges. That's my normal little run across Indiana. So, and I don't have to worry about a stop you know, uh, crossing the street or anything like that. I can just go and kind of put my headphones on and, and uh, get away from it all, if you will. So, I mean, I think we're going to look around here to start. I want my wife to experience what I've experienced here. And then, you know, she's the boss, so she's going to tell sure. me where she How often have they come to visit? Not very often. No. So <laughs> I'm starting to think they don't like me. Uh, Thinking that it might suddenly be like uh, this has been a relief for them to have you out of the house for a little while. Yeah, it's uh, it's odd. I can't wait for them to be here. Um, really, it's just my wife and, and our animals, uh, all four of them, uh, that are going to be here. And, and our sons are, are grown and off in college and things like that. Um, my youngest one is going to college next year, so I, I hope he'll be here with us this summer, but then he's off to college. Now, fall. you mentioned your sons. In the preseason, you had the opportunity, and during the regular season twice, you'll have the opportunity to play, to coach against your son. Is that the first time that's happened in your career, to coach against them, or? No, um, I coached against uh, Morgan, my oldest. He was playing for uh, the Rowdies under-23 team okay. a couple oh. years ago when I was coaching under-17, and he scored a, a really good goal against <laughs> us. And I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, oh, I was yeah. like, oh. you know, mother. And then I was like, oh, that's not a bad shot. Um, so, and he, against Memphis, this, you know, in the preseason, he, he made a great pass that split, you know, all of our lines and they scored off in the second half. And I was like, immediately really upset at 
you know, our team that let that pass penetrate us. And then I was like, wow, that was my son that played it. So, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling, Evan. It's, I'm sure. It's, it's strange. I'm not sure. I don't have kids. I don't say, coach. You know? I'm not sure at all. So, but I believe you. Um, There's one thing that's for certain, okay? I want to kick his ass. There it is. Right? There that go. is not going to change. Well, I'm still are you going to call him beforehand and psych him out? Well, yeah, I'm going to talk a lot <laughs> of shit. Before, before game. I still don't. I mean, that wouldn't be... In our house, I mean, we, we go at each other pretty good. Not unusual. everything. So this is normal for us. Now, he's playing for Memphis 901, which is one of the new teams in the league. And uh, with Nashville moving to MLS next year, uh, I am firmly of the belief that Indy and Memphis need to be established this year as true, real, great rivals. I think that Indy went a long way towards establishing that last year. But that Memphis, prox in terms of proximity, in terms of uh, the style of the city, that it could be end up being a great rival with uh, Louisville City FC. Of the new teams coming in this year, so you've got Loudoun, you've got uh, in D.C., you've got Memphis 901, uh, Hartford with, and Birmingham, which uh, has a former Lou City star and Chandler Hoffman as its centerpiece. Is there a team that you've seen that is being created for this year that you particularly thought, well, that's an interesting roster construction, or is it just I'll worry about them when we get there? Yeah, you know, I mean, Memphis, I think, has done a good job of putting together their roster. A little biased because they, <laughs> they picked know, chose my son. Uh, or Great centerpiece. So, um, but look, I think Birmingham has done a really good job uh, in the first year, and it's going to be interesting to see whether how good they are really because the the, the players and the talent that they've brought in. Um, Tommy Schoen, uh I've known for a long time, the head coach there. Um, I have a ton of respect for him. Uh, Jay Heaps, who's the president and GM, uh, I know they're going to do a great job. So um, that's going to be an interesting one. You know, Loudon has Richie Williams, who um, you know I, I worked with under Dave Sarakin, mm -hmm. um, and previous to me taking over the under 17 team, he was the head coach there. So I know Richie really well. Uh, and and you got you know some coaches that are coming into the league, but also some players. And so it's going to be a really interesting time, and, and a lot's going to uh, remains to be seen about how this is all going to play out this year. So I'm I'm interested and fascinated, and I'm ready to go. All right, I'm curious now. Let's start talking about this particular 2019 version of the Lou City team. As we've said, you're bringing back a, the real core of the team is coming back intact and has basically been the starting unit for most of your preseason games. Do you think that there's much room for uh, for up and down movement from the first team to the second team throughout the year, or do you think that, or are you hoping that this is the squad that you roll into the playoffs with? Well, let me let me answer that in a couple ways. Like we won the USL Cup. Mm, I remember I was there. Yeah, it was awesome. We saw it was it. awesome. We saw that happen. Yeah. Right. I screamed quite a bit. I and drank I, quite a bit. Yeah. And if you guys can remember past your, your heavy drinking, um, I went I back and watched it. <laughs> I played basically that same roster yeah. throughout yeah. the playoffs, actually leading into the playoffs. So by that, you know, idea right there, I'm not smart, okay? I just know what works and I don't mess with it. Like, why would I change what we just won a USL Cup from? Right. And it's not, I mean, that makes, so... I've seen people and they're not happy that we're rolling out the same roster for the preseason. But then I think to myself, well, 
what, what were they not happy about winning? Because these are <laughs> right. the guys that won the championship. Yeah. So, look, at, at the end of the day, they have first crack at it, and they've earned that right. You know, we had to had to have a couple pieces, but because we had players that were influential, like this Speedy Williams, he should be a guy going back to your question from 20 minutes ago, so lucky play in any to have him, you know, yeah. because we really didn't think we were yeah. going to have Speedy back. And, you know, so he can come in. Um, you know, Dobro uh, was, was kind of always the heir apparent to Greg, and, and he's sliding in, you know. So, you know, we have... Luke was the starter in the for the you know, first championship for the, and for the final of this exactly. Year. I mean, he literally it wasn't Cam that won the Eastern Conference final or right. the, the final. Yeah. It was Luke Spencer. Yeah, um, you know. So we have and we have other guys like Magnus, you know, who was injured for a lot of the year. We have a talented and deep roster right now. The guys that are going to get the first crack at it are probably going to be the guys that you've seen most in preseason, but. That said, we have a lot of competition, and I think we're really deep. And I think you have to be to, to go through some of the rigors of this schedule. I yeah. mean, we get into May, and we're you know playing three games in seven days. That's the way we play. I, I don't think it's really possible to play the same 11 over and over again. So we're going to have to rotate rosters. And, and look, we want to win everything. And so you know we're going for it, and we feel like we've built a, a roster that is capable of doing so. You've annoyingly brought up two things there that I wanted to ask questions about separately. And I so, answered them all right. Well, you didn't even really, you <laughs> just mentioned them. So the first one that I Does wanted Andy to do. Andy talk during this podcast I try not to let him, no. Andy, on, Andy, Andy I'm, waiting. I'm waiting. I'm Andy got, just likes to I'm, chuckle. I'm full relief. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the comic relief, right? Like I'm the, I'm the, yeah. You're the talent. I He's think you're the, the talent. He 100% is the talent. Um, I do want to know first, you talked about having to have a deep roster. You have two or three positions where it seems like we're very deep and there are a lot of guys who could maybe fill in there. And we're talking about maybe uh, attacking midfield and uh, center backs. We've got a ton of really qualified attacking midfielders and center backs. How do you keep all of these extremely talented players who could play for any number of USL teams and some of them belong playing for you know upper division teams, how do you keep them satisfied with their playing time and still be able to tell them, hey, listen, you got outplayed in practice this week by so-and-so, and I'm starting so-and-so? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's really what you have to do as a, a manager is you mm-hmm. have to manage the players and to keep them motivated and to keep them as, I wouldn't say the word happy because it's not my job to keep them happy, but to keep them you know, moving forward all the time and sort to try to motivate them and engage. And, and they need to know that we appreciate all the work that they do. And look, I, I would tell you that when you bring 18 players back from, from last year, it's an example of the fact that there were guys that didn't feature a lot, but they understood how important they were to our team. And we've tried to just make that sure that, that that culture is very strong and that it's not about any one individual. It's about the collective. It's about the guys that are in that locker room. I think of Pat McMahon because he's a great example of a guy that, you know, he makes our team better every freaking day. You know, no question. That one guy of our makes favorites. our team yeah. better. And if and when he plays, he makes our team better. So, like, you know, that's a, just a perfect example of... Uh, but. 
a guy and, and there's other guys that are in there, they're going to get their opportunities. They just need to be ready for it. And then they have to understand what role they're in. You know, uh, role recognition and, and acceptance is, is huge, I think, in any endeavor that you're ever going into, uh, whether it's sports or business or a company or a family even. Uh, and, and we try to define what everybody's role is going to be. And if they're happy with that, Great. If they're not, we want them to work so that they become happy with it. But the only way they're going to do that is to beat out the guy in front right. of them. So we talked about earlier, you come into a team three to four months before the end of the season, right? And so you're still working with a system that has big chunks put in place from a cop. But now we're in the season of the hack. This is it. This is, this is the, the season, season of the hack. The season of the hack. This oh, is geez, that's so, a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. <laughs> Andy's just stacking it on. This was why I hadn't talked, because I was waiting to just unplug. This is it. You're doing it. You're doing it well. What, um, from a casual fans, and even not so casual fans perspective, There's what no do you think? There's no casual fans in this city, are there? No, that's very true. Well, I haven't found one yet. That's something I've learned They're about. rabid, they're passionate, they're a little that's, crazy. That's actually something I've learned about the fans and myself. It's hard to just kind of care. You can't be a casual, yeah, you can't just like, oh, if they win, they win. No, it, it gets in there. What do you, from a fan? <laughs> we digress. We digress. But I digress. What, what the hell is your question? He what doesn't do remember. Think? We don't. <laughs> is going to be the most noticeable difference in how we play. Um, that's a really good question because I feel really proud of the way we played last year, mm -hmm. and I think if when we talk about noticeable differences, um, you know, I. I, I I want to say that we're more sophisticated in the things that we're doing in all phases of the game just because we've had more time to, to work on those details through preseason. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I mean, this group of players, they're a good group of players. I mean, they're... It's like no a championship secret. group. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Two years in a row. Like, again, I'm not smart, okay? But here's what I know. Good players will win you yeah. championships. Yeah. And, and we have, you know, we have the best players. So... And we got a group of guys that know what it takes to win. Um, you know, I think that you're going to see little details and you're going to see some sophistication in the way that we do things. I want to give too many secrets away, but, you know, when, when we talk about how we defend, you know, I'm really excited to see um, how we defend as a group and, and where we defend on the field this year and, and what that translates to in transition and, and in terms of creating attacking opportunities. Um, you know, I'm, I think we can take that farther than we did last year for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, you. By the way, I already think we play the best soccer in the league by far. I don't and disagree. I would argue yeah. with anybody who says anything else. I, I think that in terms of entertainment value plus success, I don't yeah. think there's anybody who comes close or has over the last four years. Uh, I think New York Red Bulls, too, is the only club that even has an argument about it. Yeah. And uh, and I think that the proof is in the pudding in terms of the last three. So you said that you want to win everything. And I'm quoting you there. You just said you want to win everything. Now, there are, for all intents and purposes, three things that a uh, USL club can really win over the course of a year. There's the U.S. L Cup Championship, which we have now won twice. 
There is the U.S. Open Cup Championship, for which we were the farthest advancing USL side last year. And there is what, in my mind, is the only gap in the Louisville City resume over four years, which is the Community Shield, Supporters Shield, regular season championship. Is there a level of prior? You want to win every game. I'm with you. Andy and I want you to win every game. Every Lou City fan wants you to win every game. When you think about what we're after for this year, if you won one of those three things, is there one of them you would be more proud of than another? Uh, the supporter shield. Okay. So the regular season championship to you is what sticks How out. Come? Because I think that is a reflection of your body of work and this is a this is a marathon. This is such a grind to have yeah. this long a season uh, that I think the team that is consistent enough to week in and week out, you know, gather points and, and beat every other team in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. I mean, that's a remarkable feat. Um, and not, it takes nothing away from winning the, the USL Cup. But, you know, our playoffs and the USL uh, Cup is, is more of an American idea. And I'm... Everywhere you know, else in the world I they just, care more. I've been in this game too long. I, I'm, I'm old, and I like you know the traditional values of, of trying to compete for for that season long. You know, and what a grind. I mean, you look at the EPL right now, and you know it's fascinating such a, race. Such a battle in on all phases. You know, there's a battle for Liverpool, Man City, and then there's the you know fourth place. Arsenal's the getting fourth. League, Arsenal's you know? taking fourth this year. Good job, but then man. you look at the relegation. We're not battle, actually going to win. Know? Fourth. <laughs> I mean, that, that to me is fascinating. Yeah. And, and I would be very proud about um, having a, a club that consistently, you know, shows their mental every single week. And so, you know, I also have watched in the, the MLS teams that barely squeak into mm-hmm. the playoffs, you know, that really got there by chance. And all of a sudden, they're raising the biggest trophy. You get hot for three year. weeks. And I don't really like that. You know, that's, right. that doesn't fit well with me. But... Hey, look, I'll take it because yeah. we're going for all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. All right? Um, U.S. Open Cup uh, frequently throws a wrench into your season. And that, is, that one is a perfectly fair comparable to the rest of the world, having domestic cups amidst your season. You've got the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, with the team being going the farthest of any lower division so- side in America last year, uh, is that something that you guys feel is completely you Blue City beat one MLS or two MLS teams last year to get to where they got to is it something that you feel is reasonable expectation that Blue City could compete and win in uh, that competition or is it just sort of hey if we do well that's great but I'm focused on the one thing if we do well that's great okay that's <laughs> um, fair but, but look I mean I go back to the fact that we have 24 guys signed and that roster is deep and one of the reasons we built it that way is so that we were able to compete for all of these things. You know, the, the I know the U.S. Open Cup, um, you know, I played in it, I've coached in it, you know, it's a tremendous honor, but it's also really hard <laughs> to go through the grind of trying to win, you know, mid-week in your league right. and then win in midweek and specifically when you get faced with some of the obstacles, you know, whether that's a different opponent. I mean, the, that competition throws a lot of interesting things at you. You know, you're probably going to face a lower league opponent first, and then 
if you do well and you survive that, you face, you know, a, probably a league opponent, of your own league, and then you go and face, you know, an MLS opponent. So, a lot of different variables, and the club has obviously done well in the past, and we'll look to do that again. But I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that we're ready to, to focus on our league, and, and that's most important to us. And in terms of difficulties with fielding rosters, we have got a very international squad. One of the features of Media Day today was uh, the flags of all the different nations that uh, are represented by this Lou City team. And I think that we counted 11 different countries being represented over 24 players, which is incredibly diverse and wonderful. One of the issues that is raised with that is that you've got really good players from some countries that don't have a ton of really good players, and you're going to have some international call-ups. We already do. We already do? Yeah. That's fantastic. So News. It's fantastic, and it stinks. Um. It's, and, that's, and I guess that's my point, is that with such a diverse roster that is going to get some call-ups to their national team, uh, is that something that you stick a feather in your cap about like look at how great our players are or is that a uh, holy crap I've got to deal with this other thing on top of the 87 things I'm already dealing with no I think it's it's a, a point of pride yeah really I do um, I having been with the national teams at different phases in my career uh, it's such an unbelievable honor to be called to represent your country and you know i think it's also a great honor for our club when you have players that you know are supposedly playing in the second division and yet somehow they're getting called up to their national teams it's the same way i feel about you know seeing former lucidity players playing in the mls as i referenced with the orlando and new york city uh on opening day so um you know and again that's why we have a deep roster that's why I'm very confident that these guys that are, you know, competing every day, they're going to get chances through international call-ups, you know, the rotation of a roster, or just stuff that happens normal in your own, you know, season, you know, yellow card accumulation, a red card here and there, knock on wood, hopefully not too many. Alexi, are you listening to me? <laughs> and, Quit touching people's uh, necks, bud. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Oh, oh. He's a big guy. He can handle it. And then, you know, knock on wood, seriously, injuries. They happen. Sure. Yeah. And especially the way that we're playing and the, the type of soccer that we're trying to play, that's inevitable. So we're going to need to call on, you know, I think we're going to, and we don't have a guy in that locker room, in my opinion, that isn't worthy of representing our club. There's a reason they're in that locker room. You know, they understand that. Um, they take great pride in that. So I'm excited for all of those guys to show what they have. And, and when they get called, um, I expect them to perform at the same level as, as a guy who's on international duty or missing for other reasons. Yeah, we've got a larger lot roster than we had for any point last season. Last year, one of the things that really galvanized fan support behind you was that almost immediately after you arrived, you said, hey, our roster's not big enough, and you brought in some really talented younger players to bolster that lineup. Yeah. And that, I mean, uh, uh, no joke, a lot of people were like, wow, thank God. Uh, this year you've got a larger roster. Do you expect to be active on the loan market throughout the course of this season, or is that purely based on whether or not you need to by injury or red card or whatnot? Yeah, we don't need to at the level that we did when I first arrived here. That's the reality. And so I've had a lot of calls already. It's normal, right? You have right. 
MLS uh, teams, they go into the preseason and then they have to make some really tough decisions about whether they sign guys and if they can sign a guy and loan him out for a year, a la we already have one of those sure. guys in, in Ben Lunt, who is, I think, a fantastic acquisition for us. Um, and the tallest human being alive. He is, he's tall maybe is not he? the tallest, but he's... <laughs> taller than you. He's, he's, he's tall, yeah. He's taller than Andy, and to us, that means he's the tallest human being alive. <laughs> yeah. How he's, tall are you, Andy? 6'5". Yeah. I think Ben is between 6'6 six, six and 6'7". Six, he's, he's a, he's he's a, a tall guy. guy. So Big guy. Don't anyway, he, he's a perfect example of a guy that, you know, is here on a season-long loan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I don't envision any of those, you know, more season-long loans, I think, you know, we may have some situations that come up and some opportunities that, you know, where we will bring a guy in for a, for a time. It, it will... Some of the things that I alluded to that, you know, from injuries to international call-ups, you know, that might dictate that we, we do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you'll see it happen the way it happened last year. It's not necessary. Yep. <laughs> Every now and then I look over at my partner Andy like, do you have any questions? And he no. looks back at me and shakes his head. So I'm just going to keep going. I was, the thing is, I was, I'll usually ask, you know, about the nickname. That's been, I've just You've run, got that one that's covered. Special yeah, is, that's special is what's your nickname. But the hack is such a good nickname. <laughs> What? Never mind. I was going to see if he wanted to ask a tattoo question because he's our resident oh, tattoo yeah. expert. We talked about you this got last the tattoo, year. Yeah. but he yeah. got it. You have since the last time we spoke, you have gotten your tattoo, and there was an article on the USL about it. And uh, the impression that everybody got was essentially that you were lukewarm about the process of getting that tattoo. Do I, you feel? I don't do agree you, with any of that. No, uh, that's completely fair. I'm not lukewarm at all. I, I'm disgusted. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Andy. I know you're all No, you know, this is America, and it's 2019, and you can like the things. People can like stuff, you know? I, and I can Everybody gets like to stuff, like their right? own or yeah. dislike their own stuff. It? I don't remember where you got yours. I got it up here. Hold is it the, It's the shield, isn't it? No, no you got no. the trophy. It's the uh, trophy. Uh, and, um Rachel undefeated from our office. Uh, our graphic designer did a very cool talented job and put a little artsy like cup and Lou City and a couple stars and so gonna, like I uh, I'm into it now because now I right. have some but at the same time I mean I'm a hypocrite because <laughs> for so long I preached to my sons specifically don't like, do it do yeah. not do this you know do not this is your body. You know, you're you're making some decisions that specifically at a young age, yeah. you know, that you might regret. And and you're gonna make enough of those. Just don't put it on your body. My dad still gives me a look every time I come home with a new one. He's like, uh, what do you do? Whatever. I was surprised that you went as large as you did. Like you got you got basically your entire upper arm yeah, rocked out I wasn't in that. Happy about that either. So. <laughs> But it's just just because I didn't really do the research. Uh, I I was I was hoping that somehow somebody would come save me from doing this, and it never happened. Like I was thinking, Brad Estes at the last second would grab me. You don't need to. You don't have to do this. Or Lance, you know, would say, "Hey, I'm not going to hold you to that bet." And yet, Lance's shield is also enormous. Yeah. Well, they just laid it on. But they were happy about it. You have got to give. Ten kinds of grief to Brad Essence the next he time you see him. He not. is still reneged 
on his agreement to be to get tatted up about this. He was this. talking about it when we saw him at the U of L game. He's like, we to get it. But he already he has his little Iron Man tattoo. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. He said not. he was gonna get a uh, at least a two star tattoo. Yeah. And he has yet to do it. You at least, despite your objections, yeah. took care of business. What is Brad. It? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We are a culture of accountability. We called him this. Do not forget what we all stand for. We have standards, Brad. <laughs> exactly. He agreed to it with Andy and I, yeah. and then on the day we went and got ours, we gave him a call and he uh, he did not come through. No. So, no. Hey. What did the wife say? She just laughed at me. Uh, and then she wanted to see it. And then she was like, ugh, all right. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, I haven't been with her very much. So, <laughs> I don't know what she's thinking. She's right going to move here. She's Maybe. Like, she's we, gonna, we're hoping she that she's going to move We're going to find if out. If she moves here, she's going to be here for like six months. She's going to turn you one day. And like, right. I really hate that. <laughs> His wife says that to him every day. Um, all right, enough of that. I, uh, I'm only going to ask one position battle question because here's the thing. We love all of the guys that we've ever yeah. talked to, and we want all of the guys to be on the field at all times. Like, we legitimately, every one of them we've met, we've thought, quality dude, quality player, let them be out there on the field, but you can't have 24 guys on the field. The question that I'm curious about is, for the, la- for the entirety of five seasons with Louisville City Football Club, it has only ever, for real regular season starters, it's only ever been Scotty Goodwin and Greg Ranjitsing as your goalkeeper. Those were the starters for those five seasons, and uh, Dobro's gotten some starts in spot relief for Greg during that time period. But otherwise, those have been the two primary starters. Greg's gone. Dobro is still in-house. You have... Hubbard, who was the third keeper last year and has dealt with some injury troubles off and on, and now we've brought in the giant Ben Lunt from Germany slash, oh, for God's sakes. I'm going to say it out loud. He's come to us from FC Cincinnati. Get over it, people. He, not really. To me, he came to us from Akron. <laughs> there you go. He okay, there you go. You know, he's, I mean, I've, I got to see him a lot as a college player. He hasn't played any professional games for Cincinnati. You know, they just have... Uh, the rights to him. The rights to him. Yeah, they signed him. They yeah. like him. Yeah. But, you know, he's an international, so... But he's a Lou City FC player for this year, as Correct. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But you've got three keepers, one of whom is uh, still struggling to get onto the field with injury, but the other two battling it out. Dobro got a lot of U.S. Open Cup minutes last year, partially because of Greg's international status and partially just because in domestic cups it's common for you to play your second keeper. Do you anticipate swapping Dobro and Ben out for U.S. Open Cup matches? Do you think that Ben is pushing Dobro for regular season minutes? Do you think that uh, when Hubbard comes back that he'll be in the mix for those minutes as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did ask a really you, you broad really question. I do that a lot. The first part of your question. Uh, I don't either. The reality I is I just that, start talking and hope. Yeah. Um, you're bringing up an excellent point. Um and I think the competition for that spot has been fierce in preseason so far. However, um, our staff has been adamant that, that Dobro's going to get this opportunity. And mm-hmm. he's earned it. Okay? He has, like, yeah. I know probably the fans don't know to the extent of what he, how he's earned it. But he has proven his quality you know, day in and day out mm-hmm. in, in front of our watchful eyes. Um, and he's earned the respect of his teammates. Yeah. So uh, Ben is a rookie, and he is 
extremely talented uh, in addition to his height, uh, which helps when you're a goalkeeper. Um, and unfortunately, Chris Hubbard's hurt and has been hurt since before uh, you know we finished the season last year. Yeah. When Chris comes back, I think we have three goalkeepers capable of being starters in this league. And then I, I think the competition will even get you know ramped up some more. Right now, um, you know Dobro's gonna get the nod, and then you know Ben's gonna be there pushing. And so when we make some changes, like I don't feel like that's gonna be a position where if we do make a change, there's there's much of a yeah. drop off at all. So I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, I'm also absolutely confident that Dobro is gonna have a fantastic year and um, prove that he is you know worthy of being the starter for this club. Um, all right. That makes me really happy to hear. Uh, huge Dobro fan. I uh, One of the criticisms that sometimes comes from the fan base, and by the fan base I mean Andy, is uh, uh, Dobro, what? Dobro uh, is a big fan of playing the sweeper, sweeper keeper, keeper more so than uh, we were used to seeing with Greg in terms of coming out, playing the ball with his feet. It got him into some trouble last year. It also made some huge plays last yeah. year. And uh, I'll be interested to see sort of his maybe more aggressive goalkeeper mindset than Greg ever had yeah. in terms of uh, what that'll mean for our back line because our back line is so tremendous. Watching him, watching him play U of L, he did seem a little, he had a little something extra, it seemed like. He seemed ready. Yeah. When you watch somebody play and like compared to the, the season before, they look a little bit more ready. Like they, He looks like he understands now is his time to step up and show him. Yeah, I, I think he understands that fully, and, and now he's got Ben pushing him and training every yeah. single day, so he knows you know, that he, he can't rest. He knows that he can't really have some, some performances that aren't worthy of, of representing our club. So, mm. um, But I'm, I'm really excited to see him and hoping that he is uh, going to take this and, and really not, not relinquish it at all. Um, I like the sweeper keeper. I've always thought it was was fantastic. Is it risky? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. my plan is to score three or four goals a game. There we go. If we, you know, and we play a high back line, so it's not just Dobro. You know, um, you know, we're gonna need Dobro to be off his line because you know Alexi and Paco are in the, our opponents mm-hmm. attacking half sometimes. Actually, a lot of the time. Yeah. So um, that is a risk we take, and you know. We're going to give up the goal now and then because of, of being that aggressive on the attacking side and defending side. Um, and Dobro fits really well with that, uh, being a keeper that is that likes to play off his line and be that sweeper keeper for well. Now, you say that you want to score three or four goals a game, and everybody wants to see three or four goals a game. I don't think anybody would complain if it was 10 or 11 no, goals a game. Uh, but three or four goals a game is a lot of goals. This team is has starters that have scored 38 fewer goals now with uh, Ilya and Cameron gone to different clubs. Where do you expect to see goals coming from this year? Is it is it by committee like we sort of saw in 2017, which was a championship season and nobody's complaining? Yeah. Or do you think that uh, you're going to see somebody step up and say, I'm getting 20 this year again? No, I think it'll be more a team effort. Um, I'm not sure I love the term or, or you know, by committee because that really you know doesn't define what we yeah, are man. but yeah i'm kind of an asshole you jerk what the hell is that um it I, I just my point is like we attack in a certain way that puts the responsibility on at least three guys to yeah. execute at any one moment and 
while Cam was exceptional at being a guy that, you know, made something out of nothing, you know, everybody on our team figured, okay, why not give it to this guy? He, he can't miss sometimes. Yes. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I can't wait to see, you know, Brian Ombi get on the end of some of the things. And, and you look at the way he scored goals in the playoffs last year, I think he is, a, you know, a player capable of scoring a lot of goals. Niall, you know, can do it. George can do it. You know, Luke has done it and I think is, you know, primed to do it again. Um, so that's just a, a few guys. And then, you know, I like the way our outside backs attack. Um, so I think Oscar's got more in him. You know, I, I think you're going to see uh, Alexi and Paco get a few this year. And, you know, if you... We're hoping, Alec- uh, we're hoping Paco gets some goals and costs Sandy and I some money yeah. this year. Because yeah, we have agreed to donate to uh, the ch- uh, to, to the charity of Oscar's choice, twenty five dollars for yeah. every Oscar to Paco goal that is scored this year. Really, I didn't really? know that. Yes. I'm gonna have to would look we, at that. I'm gonna have to maybe uh... talk to Oscar. He told us about the high school that he went to. Some of the kids there have trouble paying for lunches, as in like they can't pay for lunches, yeah. and he. We'd like he said that that's a charity he tries to contribute to. Yeah, and so we made the commitment that every time... That's super, you guys. Thank you for doing that. We're really excited about it, and we've had a couple of people in the uh, Scouse's House family who have committed yeah, to absolutely. joining us with certain dollar amounts, and we're really excited about doing that. But it's also because it's Andy's favorite prediction for goal scores is uh, every time, every week when we try to predict who's going to score goals... He guesses that uh, on a corner kick or on a free kick, Oscar's going to whip one in and, uh, and Paco's going to put it home. Oscar's so. great at the corner. Paco's good at being there. To me, it seems logical. It so. is logical. Oscar to Paco. But then you got Alexi and you Alexi's got great there. Alexi. And we got yeah. some targets. Yeah, this Luke year, being right? a starter is going to maybe put a put a crimp in some of those Paco goals. We'll see. But I'm really excited about it. Uh, and our set peaks coach Danny Cruz draws up all these crazy plays for the us. The two Nile goals. And, uh, Last you know, time, um, yeah, he kind of yeah. he likes Nile for those things, so it might, you know, pull well, a little and that actually, in your, your well, don't uh, say that. We're trying to give money to the kids, coach. I don't just said that. we were going to score like that. There you go. To use Evans' words. <laughs> okay. Now, now, when we talked to Oscar, though, we talked about the fact that one of Cameron's uh, claims to fame was the twenty to twenty-six yard free kick. Uh, when you get that penalty right outside the box about being able to put one up, put one down, put one in. Uh, is there somebody that you've got specifically in mind for taking those, or do you just sort of let the guys on the field make those decisions like uh, penalty kicks or like uh, those shots from 25 yards out? You mean like when Speedy took the penalty <laughs> kick against... Uh, None of us out? had anything to Nobody. say about that no, at no, all. No, Me neither. Nobody said anything. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, there, there may have been some, uh, some raised eyebrows <laughs> about that particular effort. Right. That was not Speedy's best effort. I, I, uh, I, although, if I remember right, we also got to see him. It, yeah. He made up for it yeah. shortly thereafter. Yeah. But we also got to see him take a, a PK during the uh, the Kiki Challenge last year in the video for uh, the oh, yeah. that dance video uh, where he marched up and then missed the missed the goal on the PK then. But is there somebody that you've got specifically that you think man, they could be really dangerous from 28? Or is that just, hey, if one of these seven guys is feeling it, then let them go? No, we've, we've had a lot of guys audition for it throughout the preseason. Um, and, like, I mean, every single guy... Coach, watch this! ...came into preseason. I feel like I'm coaching a bunch of under sixes. They're like, hey, what? Um, 
So yeah, a lot of guys are, are spend a lot of time after training banging uh, free kicks, and you know it, it's it's great. But we have we have a small number of players yeah. who are going to be selected who are approved for players. that role. Right. Well, that's exciting, and uh, I look forward to seeing it. That and that was perhaps one of the most fun things to watch last year was oh, when yeah. we got fouled twenty five yards out. It was like 50-50, We're going to score right yeah. now. And that was that was stunning because you don't. I mean, that is a world class talent that yep. you don't see that very much in the world. Did you guys put a little pressure on Oscar? To, to we did actually give oh, yeah. him a little bit, well, and he, I, I mean, he pushed he... back a little. Like I'm working on it. Yeah. One so. of my one of my favorite things, and I've said this before. One of my favorite things about watching Oscar play is that he is so good in that position. But every now and then. When we're attacking, you can see get he gets like a glint in his eye, oh, yeah, and he just gets that he's. I'm gonna take Instead this. of making the play to the uh, to the to the wing, every now and then he'll fake the wing and, and cut in towards that, the corner of the 18 yard yeah, box and take a rip. Look, like I'm gonna do this, and uh, do that's this. a that's a fun thing to watch because you really believe in him when he does that. Oh yeah, I I love when Oscar gets that look in his eye. I want that look to come out every game. Yeah. So, um, hopefully we see a lot of that. <laughs> Is there, if we get to the uh, to the end of the season and we're saying this new guy made the difference for our season, and I'll include Napo and uh, Jose Carranza in this, but this new guy made the difference in us being the quality side that we are. Who's the one new guy that you think that at the end of the year we're all going to go? That was the guy that made that guy made the difference. That's tough. I put him on that the spot. I asked question. him to name a specific player, you and that's always mean. You work for him. That's what are you mean. doing? Yeah, Andy, why are you asking questions like that? That's just a jerk we move. We need to confer we do. beforehand better. It's okay. We used to work Evan, on these. your wife wash that dirty laundry that she told me about? <laughs> she oh, did not. Man. I feel terrible now. <laughs> I feel terrible now. Anyway, I, don't, I forget what your question is. <laughs> That, and that's completely fair. Are you pleased with the new crop that you've brought in? Uh, do you think that uh, that there are guys that have uh, cracked the roster this year that we haven't seen in the past that you think are going to be keys to what we are seeing in this upcoming season? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, and I think you guys probably got a glimpse against U of L. Um, Abdu is a, is a special player, um, despite the fact that he's going to be the oldest rookie ever in professional sports. <laughs> that's all right. He's, he's 42. Uh, he's he's not 42. He's, he's good. He's, um, how old and, is he? And he's I believe he's 26. 27. He might be 27 years old. 27. So um, what a great person he is uh, to be around. He's been he's, a delight. He's a joy to work with, and he's he is good. He I mean, plays he hungry. is he is really um, pushing Luke in all the right ways. But so is Lucky. Yeah. Lucky is a guy that has scored goals for a long time mm-hmm. as a pro. Um, you know, Sonny has come on and, and done really well this preseason um, and showed some, some creativity that really is, is, you know, special. So looking forward to a lot of these guys. You know, before, uh, you know, anything changed, I would have said that Taylor Pay would have scored a bunch of goals this year because he's excellent in the air. Um, obviously, he has competition to, to, to play. Man, it's tough to be a center back on this team right now. It is. Right? It like, is. we've got guys that I legit think could start for – 25 to 29 teams in the USL and 15 to 20 teams in MLS yeah. that are all on our roster, and that's yeah. brutal. 
I'm excited to watch these guys play, and I have been telling anybody who will listen to me that between watching at the Memphis game and then, uh, which I got to have a, a private viewing of, and then uh, watching at the U of L game and the UK game, that I think Abdu is going to be just incredible. I really love how he spaces the field, uh, has an understanding of space on the field, which is you don't get to see that in a lot of strikers. We haven't gotten to see him score yet, but I've felt like he's been responsible for two or three of the goals that we have scored, and that's fun to watch. I'm I'm really excited about seeing what he does for this season, and I think that's going to make substitutions really hard for you to make decisions about. I don't I don't envy you having to decide who gets to go on and who doesn't. But it's a great choice because I think we can, as a staff, be really selective to what you know qualities we need in a specific you know moment in a game. And when you have a choice between bringing Abdu off the bench or Lucky off the bench, you know you have a pl- players that have different qualities and can score in different ways you know, and Sonny being a, a guy I would add to that list um, it, it makes makes our job difficult but I think a, a good selection to have. Alright, now let's say, hypothetically and Loof City fans have no experience with this, so I'll say let's say hypothetically we finish this season in 6th place and lose in the first round of the playoffs what went wrong this year? Like, what is it that you go to bed at night thinking, this is what could be catastrophic to this team? That was the toughest question I could think of. Yeah, I worked you, on that all night last night. What the hell? Um, I would think it would be coaching. So, okay. So, no. Um, See, and I was thinking that it would be injuries, but uh, I'm, I'm... No, look, I mean, anything can happen. And as we referenced earlier, this league is, is going to be super competitive, yeah. more competitive than it's ever been. I think that's going to be a fact for, for this league. So it's not a guarantee that, you know, we're going to have the same success. You know, I don't, I can't think in the terms of what could go wrong. It's just not, you know, healthy for me to sure. do. All I can think about is the next opponent and, you know, how can I prepare this, this group of players? And then I have a lot of confidence because I have a really good, I have good players. Um, and we have depth. So then I think, okay, you know, we have the ability to go through some tough times and still uh, persevere. So, you know, if that happens, it happens. Um, I, I know that the guys in the locker room um, will you know, do everything possible in their power, and I know our staff will do everything to prevent that from happening. But um, that is going to be an interesting problem. I hope to be in this job for I know, hope 20 years. I hope you're and in your 70s before we have to answer that question. Me too. That would be great. What are you, 26 now? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the reality is going to happen sooner or later. It happens to everybody. Um, all teams uh, go through those, those times when, when there's changes. You know, we're not at that point right now. Um, we have some big holes to fill. You yeah. know, you've mentioned a bunch of them. So, I would be lying if I sat here and said that some of those, you know, obvious holes that we have to fill are still questionable. And that's going to be the reality of, of what we go into this season. And that gives guys opportunities to, to really uh, raise themselves and each other to a new level. And it means that, you know, possibly we don't reach that. So um, I think we're, we're well prepared to deal with all and we're going to have to do a good job of managing it. I've got one more season question, and then we'll uh, move on to some more frivolous kind of fare. But uh, 
what kind of grade A through F would you give your uh, your squad for their preseason? Whether it both IMG and in the preseason games that we have uh, we've gone through this year, what kind of grade would you give your squad for their uh, their preseason performance? Uh, I would say a B minus. Okay, that sounds about that sounds about right. I mean, uh, I think that. Man, UK was tough. Those balls off the posts just sort of drive you nuts. They just drive you nuts. That's our game, though, you know, and we're going to have to do a better job referencing that specific game and, and executing in moments. Oh, and the wind. Come on. That was a really tough game. But look, we watched Brian Ombi's clip, and the one that he missed, you know, he gets a save, but then he hits one back off the post that you're like, how did he do that? Because it was way harder to hit the post than it was the back of the To net. hit the goal. So, um, but at the same time, knock on wood, I'm hopeful that those that d- didn't fall in preseason are going to be turned around yeah. and fall in the regular season. And so, then uh, none of the fans and 90% of the employees didn't get to see anything from IMG. So IMG is a complete mystery to everyone. B minus also for IMG, or is that uh, were they looking better, worse, or indifferent at that point? No, I mean, we looked really good at IMG, to be fair. I mean, I thought we played excellent against Orlando, and, mm. and with a little luck should have gotten a result there. Um, you know, I, I liked the way we played against Nashville and, you know, gave up uh, a couple soft goals. I mean, that's one thing that we've done too much of this, this offseason. We've given up too many goals. Um, but, again, we're not as worried about it because we're our – we are playing very aggressively, and that's going to happen. Um, I thought we were great. You know, look, you can. We filmed all these games, so we can go back if you guys want. Can you watch them? I'm yeah, a, sure. We're we going to go back to Hacks Place right now. Sweet. Delalo has Delalo has turned into not only in our, our director of soccer ops, but he's our, our the drone guy, master. He's the drone master. Wow. <laughs> for games and, and training, so we have a ton of video, which I'm like, yeah. we're not trying to. By the way, we are not trying to hide any of this stuff. Um, you know, no, it just yeah. happened to be that uh, it wasn't out there. Sure. But anyway, what I'm a lot of trialists get, for a lot of teams. Not everybody if, wants to see that film. If you watched us play against New England, and there was a, you know, some. I've some watched people, you guys play against New England, and it was fun. The whole Tampa Bay Rowdy staff was watching us play against. New I England. believe that uh, too. And and look, that was some amazing soccer that we played. You know, I mean, Great. just purely amazing. Um, we ended up capitalizing on some of the we didn't have near the opportunities we had against the UK but we just capitalized every time we hit the ball uh, and that was nice but it wasn't you know our finishing it was really our defending that was superior in that game so you know it, I, I'm, I'm proud of the preseason so far and, and I would I, I don't want to lie to you and, and say that I believe hey we, we deserve more than we got it's just it is what it is it's a lot of work it's a grind um, you know, it's been successful, and I think our guys are ready to play. Um, but, again, it, it starts on Saturday, and, and then everybody forgets what happened in preseason. Yep. That's the way it goes. All right. Well, then, I have got one final question, and it is not a tough one at all. And then uh, we'll do some uh, news notes. We'll get Andy's prediction for the first game of the season. Holy crap. It's uh, I know, it is. Oh, man. And then, uh, and then we'll get it out of here. So uh, let me ask this last question, which is stadium stuff. Yeah. Every day I drive by, every day new stuff appears. Steel, as of today yeah. and yesterday. 
uh, concrete as of last week, uh, retaining walls as of the week before. Are you watching? Are you getting excited? Like, what what are you thinking as you're watching the the home that Hack built, which is how we'll refer to it in 15 years? Well, that would be fantastic, but I, I honestly have had nothing to do with it. Um, it was you say that now, but 15 years from now, did. Derek Jeter didn't lay a single thing, and they still call it that. Babe Ruth never touched a never touched a hammer. Are you gonna Are you gonna like scroll your initials in wet concrete somewhere, <laughs> somewhere secret? Yeah, I might try to bury something in there. Yeah, know, we're like, talking. Um, but uh, I think Brad's beat me to that. Brad, I oh, think, really? goes up there every <laughs> single day. He's hanging out. And he's he's quietly putting a lot of little trinkets in, in little places. In there are a number of construction workers who think that he's on their crew. For That's sure. Nice. Like, I mean, he, he drove me up the, there the other day, and we were in places that I'm like, oh, this is a little sketchy. Brad, he's like, no, nah, no, no problem. You know, like, <laughs> the crew guys are waving to him. You know, we're, we're going under a crane. There's, you know. A, yeah, he was saying he gets Hey, Brad, are we doing Quiznos for lunch? Yeah, he said he was getting a little bit of a tr- bit of trouble because he doesn't wear a hard I mean, <laughs> I, I will tell you, I witnessed it, and it was amazing. Like, I mean, I literally got goosebumps. Uh, but at the same time, he said he does it every day. <laughs> so I was like, I might have to start coming with you more often. We so. had we had joked, like half joked, 70%, 70-30% joked about trying to do uh, a podcast from the actual construction site. Oh, wow. Brad was basically like... No, 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 don't go out do there. <laughs> you guys can, you can get in his car. Just sneak into his car in now the parking lot. I actually have access to his now car now. Now that you're an yeah. employee, you can sneak into his car. He won't know. He'll drive out there, and you guys <laughs> oh start God, the podcast right when he's driving in. And, uh, Salutations! <laughs> uh, he, uh, he is a much better parker than Howie Lindsay, I'll tell you that. that uh, wow. In terms of parking his car, Howie, I'm calling you out again, the parking man. It's got to get fixed. I saw, I saw something on Twitter about that. It's just so, really what, bad. He's just he bad at parking. He's great at PR, really bad at parking. Uh, over the line, man. Over the line. You uh, got to mark it zero. Uh, <laughs> he's a pacifist. <laughs> he's a pacifist. Um, we are coming Allie on. Lindsay, a pacifist. I, love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to call him that all weekend, by the way. Please do. There have been a number of uh, new faces. Are other you serious again? Uh, no, 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 no. I would never go from that to back to serious. There have been a number of new faces on the on the squad, whether it be new players, whether it be people like Howie and myself in the front office. Is there anybody that you've been dealing with on a day to day basis that uh, maybe you didn't know about their personality coming in? Like, so say Lucky is uh, great at bowling or say that Abdu loves mimes. I'm just randomly guessing here. Is there somebody whose personality is surprising you about the squad so far? Um, Locker room guys. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm probably going to get fined by (laughs) the guys in the locker room if I can give away. Yeah, I mean, it's... I can't divulge too many secrets, but I will I, give away some secrets um, if I tell that information. I, heard, um, I do have some some juicy stuff, but I'm not sure right. I should uh, divulge. We're it. gonna go to that off off what, air. What, what did you hear? I heard that someone brought a ping pong table into the locker room. Is that 
true? Is that factual? Is that accurate? I, I haven't been in. I'm not, I'm not that employee. I'm just saying I heard that there's a ping pong table in there. Is that a thing that's happening? I will confirm that that it, we've got our paddles. True. We literally our have our paddles, have in, our paddles cars. in our cars. Are you guys any good? Evan's really good. Are you really? I'm pretty good. Well, now that you're an employee, I, I no. know a guy who knows a guy. I've been specifically told that I will not get a uh, fob to the locker room. I was told very clearly. No. Why? Really? Yeah, because I'm because they know I'll fanboy out. Like I can't. I, I I'm perfectly comfortable working with the guys for ten minutes at a time, but eventually they know I'm I'm Scouse's house, Evan. I'm not going to talk about a player, but can I talk about a staff member? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we have one of the worst equipment managers in the history of equipment. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh. We only have the one. It's not like this is complex. He's legend. He's a legend in his own mind. I'm sure. Uh, ben Hulsman, despite having some struggles in the equipment manager <laughs> position. <laughs> so, Andy, if you want to apply. By yeah, the way, he go. has more titles. He, he's done a lot of jobs at this club. He some has. of them he's done really well. Um, the current one that he has, he's learning. And, and we're very <laughs> proud of him because he's growing daily right before our eyes. But anyway, I digress. He fancies himself a bit of a ping pong savant. Oh, really? Right? Oh, yeah. And it gets pretty contentious in there. And, really? And, and when you think about me saying to the world that he's a bad equipment manager, yeah. and, and yet he's playing ping pong in the locker room a lot, Against, there's a correlation there, I think. Yeah. It's almost know? like instead of like, doing do his I job get, really well. Do I get clean gear in my locker, or am I going to play him in ping pong? Right now, it's, you know, we're playing ping pong. But, That's funny. Um, I did beat him yesterday. So nice. Right really? now, yeah. Uh, I'm Let's, pretty sure I can take either one of you right now. Who Wow! I literally have a table up in my basement right now. Is all I'm saying that we this started. I mean, Apollo is the one that that I think drove this. But we for for preseason we ended up having a a, a little team barbecue and we had who's a, a the best team. on the team? Uh, on that occasion, I would say that the. Apollo won it. So. Okay, wow. so he bought the table and then but, won. Yeah. But on, you know, like, you got Ombi's really good, too. Okay. Um, but for okay. some reason, that doesn't It's almost me. like these guys are professional athletes yeah, and have the coordination <laughs> of professional athletes. It's like their reflexes athletes. are spectacular. What? Yeah. yeah. And there's some guys who are shockingly bad at it, you know, that you're asking yourself, how are you a professional athlete and you can't hit a ping pong ball? It's sort of like 6'5 Andy not that. being able to dunk. It's true. Which you just don't understand. Tremendous do athlete, great shape, six five, can't dunk. Wow! The I universe is just like no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I will I will at some point allow one of the it, when a when a true champion emerges, I will allow that person to uh, to to challenge me into a game of ping pong. Are you like the secret character in a? I'm, I'm basically, game. Like, I'm basically to, like, like the Highlander them. of ping pong. There oh, can be only gosh. one. I'm okay. I'm just okay. But uh, can I tell a Ben Holzman story? Absolutely. To do with like uh, you know the fact that he's a bad equipment manager. <laughs> when I first got here, <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> when I first got here, there's some stories that I want to write in a book someday about my introduction to Lou City, and one of them has to be the fact that I literally showed up in town and I didn't have any other coaches on staff 
And I walked in the locker room and there were two people on my staff who I met and I ended up being with for you know, the next two months before anybody really else arrived. And that was Ben Halsman and Scott Ritter. Scott Ritter's a trainer, really good at what he does. World he class. does so much other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there was Ben. And, you know, Brandon was on the way out. And yes. so, um, you know, Brandon, when I started asking questions and I said, who's in charge of this? Who's in charge of this? He kind of referenced that Ben was the guy. Because Brandon to. was in charge of all of that. And he just handed it off I, to Ben. I don't know any of that. Like, I'm oblivious to all of this. <laughs> the fact that Brandon Morris is like, I got hired somewhere else. So Ben's in charge of everything. So Ben Holzman tells me that he is the acting director of soccer operations. <laughs> that is a bold move. Bold. And I just roll with it. I'm like, all right, you know, I want you to hook this up. I want you to do this. I want you to schedule that. And he said yes to all of it. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, he had no clue <laughs> what he was doing. <laughs> and he and Ritter would go back. <laughs> And like try to figure out what I really How do wanted. I do this? Yeah, how do I do this? And to his credit, he pulled it off. So now we and and you know we're we're he's becoming so you a good allow him manager, to wash right? jerseys now. He's becoming really good. But <laughs> what I wanna mention is that somehow he has this title and it's his favorite title because he calls himself the former acting director of sure. soccer operations. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> and that's legitimate. All right, last week. Andrew DeLalo got a concussion um, so he was down for a couple of days and Ben came into my office and said well I feel like I should be the acting former acting director of soccer, of soccer operations and I was yeah. like Ben yeah, <laughs> go back and play some ping pong uh, and in a personal note and this is really the first time I'm referencing anything about my day job on this show honestly uh, I'll say that Andrew DeLalo has been exceptionally helpful to me in terms of everything that I have to do at all with the team that uh, Delalo has been unbelievably helpful and kind with his time and energy. And when he suffered his injury in practice, and he suffered his injury in practice because he's playing with the team to help round out form. He's playing with the team because he wants a contract. There right? you go. He's still yeah. trying to get high. he's still trying to get signed. He's pretty good. He scored a couple golazos in uh, preseason. There you go. And, yeah. He's, he's, Anyway, he's we're tremendous. He's really good. Tremendous at what he does. At what he does. Like I and said, when I need he... people around me that are smarter than me and can do things that I can't do. And Delalo fills like nine out of those ten things. And when he went down with his injury, uh, it was the day of our commercial shoot, which was like the Super Bowl for me in terms of what they needed me to be doing and on any raised, first you day. Raise your game? No, I'm saying I basically went... just laid in a corner and cried <laughs> because Delalo was supposed to help me with all of it and. Danny Cruz called to try to help, and Danny Cruz was like, I don't know any of what Andrew was doing for this. And so I just sat in a corner and cried until the commercial shoot was over. Well, I heard it went off, and it was great. It's because Delalo really did a really good job of preparing everyone for everything that needed to be done. I was, like I say, in a corner. No, you did a good job. You I mean, don't I mean, know. Outsider's perspective. I, I mean, I heard people job. say that you did a good job. Well, i Not Brad. Brad no, no, Brad hated it. <laughs> I, I saw Mario some. said you were shit, but everybody else said that you did a great job. Mario consistently say that? says yeah, that shit. 100%. No, no, we bleep nothing. I'm pretty sure I said a couple of that. You're you fine. The first time we interviewed you, you threw a few. I think you threw an f bomb out there, I, which I, I approve of. I'd be surprised if I haven't thrown an f bomb this, <laughs> this time either. I'm not going to throw one on purpose. I mean, you can do it on no. principle. We had no. we had Mario on our last My show. My mom might be listening, and when she listens, she gets all mad at me if I try. <laughs> I'm, 
Hi, Mama. Hey. My mom has stopped listening. She's like, this is this has nothing to do with my life. Um, she lives in Florida and doesn't like soccer, so this to her is really just me jabbering. My mom lives in Florida. She just happens to have a son who fell in love with soccer. Same. She can't figure that Our out. Our moms could hang out. They could. Because uh, it sounds like they'd do fine. So we got the stadium covered. Let's do some quick news and notes about uh, stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks before uh, we get to Andy's prediction, and then we'll get everybody out of here. News and notes. Uh, today was media day, and uh, one of the things that we announced was our partnership with a with Kentucky and a Power Soccer, which is really exciting. Which we've been uh, we've been anxiously awaiting the first announcement of, which is that Louisville City is partnering with a uh, Power Soccer team, which is. Uh, Athletes who are confined to electric wheelchairs who play in their own uh, soccer league. And it is phenomenal. I've watched the videos, I've met the people, and they are all tremendous human beings, and they are just athletes who want to play and be recognized for playing a game that they love. The game is really cool and fun to watch. And today, we uh, anointed them as Louisville FC's power soccer team. They are not inferior or uh, subordinate in any way. It is merely... Our power soccer team, they are the first affiliate team of Louisville City FC, and uh, I thought it was incredible. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's so cool. We got to give Mario props. Mario was um, you know, carried the torch on this. Um, I know you and Mario are working together on this, but uh, like the work that he's doing in the community right now, and, and so are you. Ow. Um, all, you know, I carry Mario's bag places. Um, it's pretty amazing, you know, and, and that's one of the great things. Is I think there's so many opportunities for growth mm-hmm. in terms of our club and the outreach and the footprint that we can have oh, in this yes. town. Um, and that's just a perfect example. And to see, you know, those athletes specifically and to, to know what they have to overcome mm-hmm. to come out there and compete, I, I think it's wonderful. And I think it's just, it's the first, but I think it's going to be the first of many for us. I agree with that. And I think that the athletes were thrilled. I think that uh, Mario and Coach and Brad were all thrilled to get to, get to participate in it. And uh, we're going to, there will be a lot of news forthcoming, and I will be passing it along on this podcast because I care deeply about this process and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what we're going to do with this team going forward it's going to be a lot of fun I got a specific call from Lance McGarvey friend of the show friend of Lou City in general not my friend not ju- <laughs> I don't like that dude not Coach Ackworth's what? friend Lance yeah, he made me get a tattoo he made him get a tattoo oh, okay. well. uh, ha- uh, Lance gave me a call and specifically said that no matter what we do with how can the- you not like Lance he's yeah, the right. most likable like human being on earth teddy bear, so. he said no matter what we do with power soccer he wants to be involved he called me almost immediately after the news went live saying, See, that's just I want to call, if they ha- if they want me to call the games, I'll call the games. If they want me to be a ref or a coach, I'll do that. If they that want me awesome. to fetch the balls or serve Cokes, I don't care. I want to be involved. And that's the kind of dude Lance is. Yeah, that is. Uh, so that's, that's piece of news number one. Piece of news number two, and probably more important, we had a signing today. Jeffrey D. officially announced yeah. as a Louisville City FC player. Uh, successful trial, I suppose, coach. Yeah, it, it, it's old news because we, we've had him teed up for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It just got got kind of put put aside. It was the worst-kept secret yeah, in USL soccer. Um, but to his credit, you know, Jeff did a great job being on trial with us and, and earned it. Um, he fits with our culture in every possible way, and he's a really good player. So looking more, forward to seeing him. More of a midfielder or more of a defender? Absolutely more of a midfielder. Okay. But, and has n- never played defense before 
arriving in preseason. But part of the reason, uh, you know, we, we talked about roles and responsibilities and guys just understanding the, the level of athlete they're competing with on a daily basis. Jeff was a perfect example of that. He said, hey, I'll play wherever you want me to. And when he played wherever, he played it really well. Uh, so happy for him. He's a guy that um, I got to scout just watching uh, Louisville several times, you know, during the regular season in the fall. And I didn't know anything about him, but I always walked away going, he's the most influential guy on the field for that. Great. And uh, so really happy to sign him. Hmm. Another piece of news is uh, Dare to Care. We had uh, the Dare to Care uh, check presentation this week of Kroger and Louisville, FC, uh, Louisville City FC donating $5,000 towards Dare to Care. Uh, great charity, great organization. Uh, proud of Kroger and Lou City for participating in that. Uh, Coach, you got to be there for the check presentation. Uh, what's it going to mean for that organization to have gotten that money? Well, look, I mean, I think anytime you can do that, it's wonderful. I think we need to expand on that. You know, the, um, I, I was talking to the folks that are in charge of that program and, and, you know, running a food bank and just trying to, to volunteer. I think that's something that I want our, our players to be heavily involved in going forward. It's great that we're raising money for other causes, but nothing will show that we really care about our community more than going out and, and putting in the hours. So yeah. it's something I think we, we, as a responsibility of being a professional athlete in this town and the kind of uh, integration we want with this community is, is stuff we have planned. And the final piece of news that I have for the club for this week is uh, opened up the, helped to open up the park with Louisville uh, Parks Foundation over at William Henry Harrison. Opened up the brand new field that they have out there with the great turf, big field. I thought it was big. And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for uh, players over in that part of town to be able to have somewhere to go to play, whether the rain, whether the fields are soaked or whether the uh, fields are frozen as we've had some experience with lately yeah. uh, you're going to be get to be able to see a turf field that is really quality for somewhere to play soccer year-round i was excited to see that park open it was the second park after beachmont that louisville parks foundation has helped to open they are currently raising money for a third park which will be even larger at uh wyandotte That'll be a uh, oh. uh, that'll be an eight v eight field, and then two three v three fields, which uh, looks like it's going to be a great project. They're trying to raise a hundred thousand uh, dollars. They're working on it. Please go to Louisville Parks Foundation and help them uh, reach that goal. I know there are a lot of corporations that have started to step in, and a lot of our corporate partners who have also started pledging some money. But they need every penny of it. What they're doing is helping to raise to to bring soccer everywhere that it can be brought in this city, and that's that's all. All that soccer fans can really hope for. Yeah. yeah, when I would just, I was there too, and it was a really cool, you know, the Mayor Fisher came out, it was really uh, great because when you put that kind of park, and I mean, that is what soccer is about, really, that you just go play, you know, and you mm. just need a, a space to play. Mm. Uh, I've heard Mario told me that that park is getting used like crazy since. Uh, basically, you know, they have to, they have to start kicking people out when it's dark. Right? Like they're just basically they're they're it's not safe to be out here anymore. It's 11 p.m. and there aren't lights. You need yeah. to go home. That's amazing. Like they are playing there all day. It's but great. But that's that's where the next loose city player is going to oh, come yeah. from. To be honest, absolutely. When you know, and I know Mario was out at, at a school yesterday, and George Davis was out there when Roosevelt you just Perry start yeah. planting the seed. You know, with, with a young person, and they get you know a bite of what this sport. Uh, 
has done to us, um, and then they go out and play, and they just play and play, that's really where development is going to come from. So I can't applaud the work that the Park Foundation is doing enough, um, and I'm trying to do everything possible to support it, including donating myself to it. Yeah, and uh, I, I want to say that uh, in my four and a half now weeks over there with the club that that's been the most exciting thing to me so far is getting to see not just the players but everybody in the organization who just says I care about the future of soccer in this city and getting to see that every day I promise I'm not making this into like a public service announcement Have podcast really been there four weeks already? I know it's nuts isn't it yeah they no, haven't fired haven't me yet been. yeah they haven't Are fired you me sure? yet no I can't count but no, honestly, I'm not making this a public service announcement for the club. I'm really not. I'm just saying that in my time there so far, I've been excited getting to see that this club that I've supported am as an amateur fan for the last <laughs> for the last five years, it, it it walks the it walks the talk, if you will, because it's it, it is truly trying to be involved with every aspect of soccer in this city, uh, and not just as a business, but as a uh, as a role model and leader for the community, and that's. It really makes me proud that this is a team I've rooted for and will continue to root for because uh, when they fire me, and they will, uh, that uh, I'll go back to being a fan and getting to curse at goalies. And I'm telling you that it's it's a blast. It sounds like I'm qualified. Anybody can do it. (laughs) All right, Andy. Andy. Sorry, Ben. The watch party, the official watch party at Against the Grain on Saturday. The game kicks off at, I believe it's now 4 o'clock p.m. Yep. After uh, it's gone to 7 p.m., it's gone to 3 p.m., it's gone to 4 p.m. I believe it's 4 p.m. now. When would you have preferred it to start, Coach? It was supposed to start at 3. And we literally built every game in our whole preseason around starting as close to 3 o'clock. And there was only (laughs) one that didn't start at, sorry, two out of the seven that didn't start at 3 p.m. That's just called periodization. And unfortunately, Carolina somehow had a problem, and the league uh, acquiesced. Makes me mad. Coach Hack will be busy, but you and I will be uh, at against the grain watching that game on Saturday at 3 or 4 p.m., whatever time they decide to start. And uh, we're really excited about it. First home opener. I cannot anymore give predictions about what I suspect the score will be. It's no longer something I'm allowed to do. So I will say that I think that the game will be a interesting test. That's part of your contract. You can't, it's part you of can't, my contract really? that uh, I uh, be conflict of interest. It's it? a conflict of interest for me to make a prediction about the score of the game as an employee of a team. But what if all you right. always predicted that you all would win? Well, uh, you can guess who I would predict would win. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like. Andy, you know, I'm really, I'm not here to litigate my employment right now. Do you want me to talk to Brad for this? Yes, get out there and make it, step in. Uh, I do expect that it'll be an interesting game. I think that uh, with North Carolina being a virtual unknown, uh, that it will be a really nice litmus test for where we are as a club and for... Uh, whether or not we can sort of impose what we want to do on an unknown on an unknown uh, entity, that's what I suspect will happen in this game. I who think that the, our experience will tell in this game, and that's that's the best I can say. Who was the baseball Pete Rose? I've heard of him. Yeah, right. He was the one who was because I'm not a baseball guy, but he gambled on he, his own team. Yeah, yeah, but he gambled on his own team to win. It's, so why so he, says. he like? 
I feel like this is the same situation. If you predicted that your team was going to win all the time, I don't feel like, okay, we're past it. I do not suspect that the score will be (laughs) two. (laughs) That's not what I suspect the score will be. Um, never. All right, so uh, what do you got, Andy, in terms of a score for this week's game? I'm saying 3-1. 3-1. Good guess. I like that anticipation. Now, we always play a game. Once he's predicted, he tells us A, Y, and then B, he tells us one scorer for this game. How come we didn't do this last time? Or am I just forgetting that we did this Because last we time? did this as part of the not including yeah, we, you portion. Uh, we wanted to we just keep it as an part, interview. And then we went back to my you house. You were hiding and did this it. from me. Is what yes, doing. and then we've learned that we don't care that much. Oh, really? We even <laughs> did We even did players. words, not mine. We <laughs> even did. You work for You, you work, work for the same organization. I work for <laughs> you. I, uh, Apparently no, not at nothing to oh, We had no power. Honestly, the thing that made the difference was uh, we were doing uh, positional reviews before I had been hired about how people had done the previous season. And uh, we were doing positional reviews and we were like, okay, we're interviewing Niall this week, but uh, we'll, so we'll come back to your house and we'll do the positional reviews. And I said in the interview that, oh, that's something we were going to talk about in our positional review. And Niall was just like, we'll do it. And so we reviewed the positions in front of Niall, including Niall. Yeah. And he was like, all right. <laughs> and so we just sort of decided then and there, if the players want to be involved in the yeah, interview, absolutely. they're going to be involved in the interview. And uh, I'm including you in that because we all believe right. you're an adult who the, can handle it. I tell you, the, the most nerve-wracking time that we've done that was at Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> right, before the, uh, right before the New York Red Bulls game, we did the three-player interview at Toyota. George Davis and Pat. And we were concerned about whether or not George Davis was going to be a starter in that game. And we felt confident that Pat was not going to be a starter in that game. And you don't want to say that to players while you're previewing a game. Like, you're probably not going to play. And we're not sure if you'll play. But you did it anyway. We did it anyway. For the, for, well, you know, for the sake of the show. Yeah, because because we're professionals. Right. And by professionals, I mean we don't get paid at all for this. But somehow you parlayed this into a full-time gig. Oh, I parlayed angry emails into a full-time oh, right? gig with the club. He's been like this. I've known this man for a long time, and he has been like this literally from day one. I don't uh, I don't sugarcoat. It's a good true. story. Right. <laughs> Prediction. Andy, what do you got? 3-1. 3-1. Who's scoring? Well, for the kids, Oscar DePaco. Oscar DePaco. Okay, so that's, you know, because we're here for the kids. Right, right, right. But for the second goal or for the third, which you got Abdu scoring. Abdu and run a play. Okay. I think he's, watching him play UofL, like I said, he he plays from my humble point of view. He plays hungry. Like, he wants it. And now, I'm not going to ask or even look in his general direction right now. Uh, the fact is that we can strongly suspect that if Luke is fully fit, that he'll okay, be the starter yeah, in this game. Hold on, though. Yeah, yeah. But that Abdu has played his way into the conversation for being one of the subs for this season. Mm-hmm. But you have to wonder if we're ahead, do we maybe make a more defensive substitution? You see somebody like Sean Francis come on to relieve some uh, some some tired legs. Or uh, if the first offensive substitution, if we need some goals, do you think that that's maybe lucky coming on uh, coming on early? And obviously, we've seen great things out of uh, Sonny John in this uh, offseason, in this preseason. 
Do you still feel confident about your Abdu prediction? Yes. I like it. I like it. I, I have yet to stop saying to anyone who will listen that I love the way that kid plays. And by that kid, I mean my peer. It's, it's unbelievable how pleased I've been with uh, just his movement on the pitch. I love watching him play. So, we've got Andy with 3-1, a goal for uh, Paco, because of course, and a goal for Abdu. And we will assume that the third goal comes from, I'm going to go with Dobro. And one of those unusual, and one of those unusual. Now he's just making now fun of me. Drop a, now I want to drop an F bomb after what? I think that maybe new, that North Carolina is yeah. new enough and confused enough that their keeper will get distracted by a bird. That's just, that's just disrespectful. Now, now, actually, though, I have to go. I, it is the highest goal kick on record. I expect like I expect that their keeper will be a Scouse's House favorite. Uh, I don't know that he will be their starter, but one of the keepers on their roster is Alex Tambakis, and Tambakis oh. is a Scouse's House favorite because he hates us. Oh, it's I so great. hates Scouse's House a lot. He gets so mad. It's so great. He does not like being heckled. It's something we've learned. It's, it seems likely that he'll get the start, and if that is the case, then I hope that he is distracted by a bird or a bumblebee or, you know, just uh, his general discomfort in new underpants. And uh, distracted, and Dobro <laughs> clears the ball, and it happens to go in. That's my that's my unauthorized prediction I for goal you number three. To do that. Unauthorized, oh. yeah. So, and and I hope that uh, Alex Tambakis, who everyone knows, listens to this podcast. What if he does though? He could. What if he absolutely does? Have you Coach, guys figured out how many people listen? Yet? Yeah, we've got a pretty strong idea that uh, we have seven really dedicated listeners. Mm-hmm. And four of them listen to it about 200 times each week. So those four, I really appreciate. Dad, how are you doing? You mentioned maybe three or four last time, so you guys are growing. We are. You're like Ben. You're getting better. (laughs) And it's it's mostly because I get the really good (laughs) interviews now. So. Man, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know? <laughs> I got you. I got you, Andy. Coach, we really appreciate you coming on. and we, we hope that we haven't annoyed you too much tonight. Not at all. Andy, you were loquacious as always. I don't like to brag. I know you do not. Uh, <laughs> really, everybody, get excited. It's game one. We have got... Uh, two and a half days until uh, the season opener and you've got less than two and a half weeks until uh, the home opener I hope that everybody is picking out their game day outfits everybody's warming up their chance and everybody's getting ready to pack slugger for the last year you'll get to pack slugger because that stadium is coming so people let's get ready for 2019 and what promises to be another super exciting Louisville City FC season And uh, Andy and I only ever have one way that we finish any given podcast, and that is by saying this very simple, Go Go City. City!